Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Chairman Joe, what are you and your band of loyal socialist idiots up to this week? Well, he let John Kerry, y'all remember him, he ran for president and lost and married the ketchup queen. So he's rich by default, didn't earn a nickel in his own life. He had to marry into it. And boy, is he spending it. So the news with John this week is uh, he's the climate change czar. Don't know what it means, but it means he's important. Because if you just ask him, he'll tell you that he's important. We'll play a clip about that in a minute. He's basically flying around being a hypocrite. He has a private plane, courtesy of the old lady and the fortune of the Heinz ketchup empire. And uh, he gets to go wherever he wants, however he wants, as fast as he wants, as many times as he wants. Just like the George Clooney's and the Leonardo DiCaprio's that we've talked about, the hypocrites of screaming about how we all have to give up everything while they keep acquiring anything they can get their hands on. And of course, everything they get their hands on takes fuel and oil and gasoline and diesel and all that. And, you know, it lets out carbon. Well, his little private jet puts out 40 times more carbon than passenger jets. So back in 2019, this clown was getting an award from a bunch of clowns in Iceland for his efforts on climate change. He flies his private plane everywhere. And of course he flew to Iceland because, you know, there's no charter flights to any airline out there in the world that would fly to Iceland. So he's a little special. Well, frankly, in his own words, he's just better than you. So he gets to do what he wants and we all have to change our lives. How's that taste right now? You you cool with that? Climate change. Are you kidding me? I mean, we talked about this before. This planet has gone through change since God put it out there. Every day's temperature and weather patterns are different. Some are warmer, some are colder. Some are wetter, some are drier. And it flips around, rolls around, and that's just the way it is. This all happened before the Industrial Revolution. It's been around forever, and it'll be around forever. There's nothing you as a human being can do to change the climate. It's a God thing. And if you want to go to science, we can do science, because God made all that too. See, there's a sun. Talked about that. Big yellow thing when you look up, and if you look right at it, you're going to go blind. It's gases, and it's constantly changing in size and volume. Sometimes it has these solar bursts and things, and they shoot out across the solar system and sometimes they hit the planet and they affect the planet in different ways. Sometimes we're closer to the sun. Sometimes we're further from the sun. You know when it tilts on its axis and it rotates around? That's how we get our seasons. That's why there's a cold and a hot. It's called winter, summer. You notice we never have summer in the winter and winter in the summer, right? Well, that's because that's the way it's all laid out. Sometimes we have more Arctic ice and sometimes we don't. It'll come back. It always does. But there's nothing anybody on this planet is doing that is going to make an infinitesimal difference in how this climate goes. We are, ready for this, insignificant. It just doesn't matter. Now, we can make our world and our homes and our neighborhoods dirty, like we talked about pollution, and that's a personal responsibility. 
and you can do your part, but that doesn't have anything to do with climate change and that nonsense. They've been saying for 50 years, since the 70s, that this country only has 10 years. This, this, this planet only has 10 years, and then we're all going to die. It's irreversible. There's nothing we could do in 10 years in a day that'll make a difference. But at nine years, 364 days, we still have a chance to make a difference. They said it in the 70s. They said it in the 80s. They said it again in the 90s. You see a pattern forming here. They say it in the 2000s. They say it in the 210s. Now we're in the 2020s, and John Kerry says we have 12 years. Wait a minute. AOC, just like last year, I'm sorry, the bartender last year just said we only have like seven, eight years. So they can't even come up with a, a number to scare the crap out of everybody to change your way of living your lives. They just got to all throw numbers out there and just tell you, we're all going to die, but I got to get on my plane right now and I need to go to Tahiti because well, I'm John Kerry and you're not. Screw the nonsense. This is John Kerry. Why don't you tell everybody what you just said? It's the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle. I believe the time it takes me to get somewhere. I can't sail across the ocean. I have to fly to meet with people and get things done. So I asked Chairman Joe, what do you got to say about that, Joe? Come on, man. Yeah, that's what I thought. They're hypocrites. Every single one of them. And they got these useful idiots like that girl from Europe that's now 18 running around crying about how we're destroying her planet. It just makes my head hurt to listen to full-blown buffoons try to justify and rationalize and then claim the, the word of, just because you say science doesn't mean this is scientific. This is all emotional. They've rattled your cage. Gretchen, you're going to be dead in seven years, 12 years, 10 years. You know, you're going to, the planet's going to, it's been going on for 50 years. And 50 years later, we're good. In America, the skies are cleaner. Our pollution levels are way down. But what are we crying about? I mean, you all that have been there in the 60s and the 70s in America, you know, we used to manufacture stuff. I was in Southern California. You couldn't see the mountains from the valley. Couldn't see them. Smog alerts was like a regular occurrence from like May through October. Don't go outside. Don't do this. Because you basically, you know, a, a, uh, you're basically a pack-a-day smoker back in the day. Now, there's nothing going on. Sky's clear. We're really well off. But see, this is where the hypocrisy comes in. So, and we're going to get to this topic in a little bit with immigration, is you allow illegal immigration to flow in this country for 50 plus years. That's more people in this country, more people driving vehicles to get around from place to place and do their work, spewing out their carbon. So what is it? Is carbon killing the planet? And if it is, why are you letting everybody over the border just free pass, come over here and crowd the freeways and let's make sure everyone in LA when it's four or five, six o'clock in the afternoon are all going three miles an hour. It's like that in every major city now. It's like that at five, six, seven in the morning. You leave your house, you're sitting in the traffic going three miles an hour. Oh, joy. But let's let more of them on the road. So which is it? Carbon's killing the planet because of all this oil? Or let's just let everybody in and everybody use oil. That's a problem for someone that has a bit of intelligence to process because it makes no sense other than we know what the game is. So Biden, boy. Chairman Joe is bringing on Susie Levin. She worked in uh, 
Washington State front of the unemployment department up there. And he's going to put her in charge of the federal unemployment program in the labor department. So you are going to be the one to take care of this. Okay. Are you sitting down? Are you both hands on the wheel? Take a deep breath because here it comes. She got scammed while in Washington state doing her job for $600 million of false unemployment claims. Now we're thinking, well, gosh, we hear about that in California. We got like billions of dollars going to all over the place and people that, you know, the rich and they got some rappers and things like that all playing games with it. Yeah, no, 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 this is better. It's probably happening here, what I'm about to tell you, but it definitely happened in the state of Washington. $600 million, Nigerian fraud scheme. So they literally took the, the email or the text and that said, hey, I've got so much money for you. Just send me all your information. They basically got that. They got scammed. $600 million from the state of Washington is over in Nigeria because they claimed unemployment there. So what makes you think they just stopped at Washington? Nigeria, by my count, must be the richest country on the planet because they're playing Americans in government like the dumbasses that they are. Fraud. No, really? Let's put her in a bigger position of responsibility so instead of millions, we can turn that sucker into billions. Well done, Joe. You should be proud of yourself, man. Chairman Joe, at it again. So immigration, illegal immigration. We can't call it that anymore because Chairman Joe said no, and he's told the Border Patrol to release everybody. You catch them? It's just like on fishing. Catch them, release, baby. Mexico has already told the Biden administration, we will not take them back. So there's your difference, right? You've got Donald Trump who tells you, hey, you're taking them back. And Mexico and South America and Central America went, okay. And then Chairman Joe comes to hand and everyone's telling Chairman Joe how it's going to be. China just told the Biden administration and Chairman Joe to kiss their behind, stay out of Hong Kong's business. Okay. Mexico, we're supposed to be sending these people back. Remember, I told you last week, by airplane blast, but Joe put the 100-day uh, pause on all that. Mexico says, we're not taking them anyway. It's your problem. They're there, they're yours. So catch and release is going on. So what happened in the Yuma sector this week? The Border Patrol, God bless you all, for doing an impossible job and being the ultimate political pawn, they caught 11 Iranians crossing the border in the Yuma sector in Arizona. 11 Iranians crossing the border illegally in Yuma. I'll keep saying it till it rings someone's brain and goes, whoa, aren't those guys the ones that hate us? 11 of them are coming across. Now, what they haven't said in the news is if whether we're <laughs> releasing them or holding them or questioning them or just, you know, ah, let them on in. Don't mind those bags with the vest and the thing. That's okay. Bombs. Hey, that's okay. Let the bomb sniff dog. Just give them a break. Let them on in. That's Chairman Joe, protecting all of you. Thank you, Joe. Doing a hell of a job. Uh, I don't know. Uh, first day in office, Chairman Joe, when he was getting that first hand cramp on the first day, here's something that kind of slipped by. And then people went, wait a minute. What about this? On this first day in office, Chairman Joe, <laughs> they hired an ex-colleague of Hunter Biden's lawyer. So he's, in the, he's a lawyer, he's a law firm that Hunter is using. And this guy that they hired is running the Department of Justice Criminal Division. 
Okay, lawyer, criminal division, friend of the family, whatever. Okay, yeah, except this guy's responsibility, amongst other things, is they are investigating the Hunter Biden laptop and his foreign business dealings. Conflict of interest, anyone? I, I mean, we already know that this story was so bad that social media shut it down, wouldn't let it get out. Called everyone, it posted it up, every name in the book, white supremacists, domestic terrorists, we're a bunch of liars. The news completely ignored it. This all came from the Washington Post to start. It's been everywhere else since, except for, you know, the people who still refuse to talk about it, right? Don Lamon. But this guy's being paid millions of dollars to give access to the administration to his old man. So Chairman Joe, he's the leverage. His brother's doing it. His son is doing it. This is the mafia ring that's going on right now. Hunter Biden leaves his laptop with all this information, all these photos, all these emails, all these texts are right there on a laptop, documented up the kazoo. FBI has had it for over a year, and you know how the FBI likes to take anything serious that's an actual crime versus things that aren't a crime, Russia hoax. So who knows if anything's ever going to come of it. Now, because this guy, uh, let's see, will something come of this future crystal ball? No. Now, see, they'll bury that. It's just... The media's not going to talk about it, except for a couple channels. You might find it on the internet from time to time, but they will not talk about it because the FBI is going to let that dog die because the DOJ is going to tell him to. Let it lie. There's nothing to see here. The old man wants his money. That's your Department of Justice. That's who they're hiring in all these cabinet posts. Cronies to do the dirty work to cover it up. If Trump had won again, it would have made the Russia hoax thing look like just a, a Friday night on the news cycle. They know they're all dirty. They know that the truth is going to come out. They know that as soon as Trump could actually find someone to run the Department of Justice, it's not a swamp monster, that truth and justice and the American way and the whole thing is legit, and he could find someone that will actually stand up and take the heat and just do what's right. It's going to take some doing, but that was their block, right? They got him out, so now they get to play shenanigans and just make it all go away. So Chairman Joe's been busy, uh, again, doing a lot of insane stuff. And, you know, he had 10 Republican knucklehead senators who think they're going to go into the White House and sit down with Chairman Joe, who has no idea who they are or why they're there. We're going to sit there and talk to him about the uh, COVID stimulus package and how we're going to make an, an agreement, right? Let's make an arrangement. You guys are asking for almost $2 trillion. Well, we're thinking more like 600 What do you think? And Joe just, you know... Staring at the ceiling, looking over his shoulder. You got Joe looking around. Where's Jill? Where's Jill? Is it nap time? And as we know today, none of that happened. It's a waste of time. It's a political stunt played by 10 knuckleheads. But don't worry, that $1.9 trillion, <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. But wait till you see what's in that bad boy. COVID time. It's COVID time. Everybody mask up. So it's another adventuresome week for Dr. Fauci. I don't even know why we call the guy a doctor. He doesn't see any patients. He hasn't seen any patients forever. The foremost authority on viruses and COVID. What he says is the way it will be. He is more important than God. Don't wear a mask, wear a mask.
don't wear a mask, wear a mask. Hey, if one's good, two's better, right? We all talked about that. We're going to play the clip of this guy last week talking about the mask and then wearing two masks. But I first want to just tell you before we play the clip, you guys see those paper masks, right? They, they got all those gaps on the side of the cheeks and up at the bridge of the nose. So air and whatever comes out your pie hole comes out of those holes. These masks that people are wearing are not doing anything. And you got the cotton ones that are kind of the same thing. They might hug the cheek, but then the nose is all open. Or the nose is all closed and the cheek's all open. Masks aren't doing a thing. And it's been a year, okay? Let's just say it's been a year. If you haven't gotten it in a year, you're probably not going to get it. Because you've been out in the public. You've gone outside. You've gone shopping a hundred times. You've touched things that everybody else has touched. Getting in line for a vaccine, it, it might work. Might have to get a second or third or fourth. I don't know. Might have to just keep getting them. God knows what's in it. No thanks. I'll pass. I'll take my chances as is. Here's Fauci in his own words. So if you have a physical covering with one layer, you put another layer on, it just makes common sense. Many people who feel, you know, if you really want to have an extra little uh, bit of protection, maybe I should put two masks on. There's nothing so. wrong with that, but there's no data that indicates Wait that that second. is going to make a difference. And that's the reason why the CDC has not changed the recommendation. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer, right? I'm not like, you know, I don't need the smallpox and stuff like that. That's fine. I got it. My kids got it. That's th this is different. That took... That took a lot of work and time to develop those vaccines, to test them properly, to see what the outcome would be when it came to side effects and cancers, things like that. And it looks like in general, everyone's good. Now people say, but what about Down syndrome? That, that's a direct cause. Okay. Emotional again, right? Take the emotion out of it and just look at it. That's actually no proven connection between that. Now, what we do know is women are having kids later in life. And when my wife and I, we had our last child at 35. And it's like, as soon as you hit 35 and you're a lady, they put you through some paces. And there's risk. And that is what they believe to be more likely a cause than anything. And it could be just genetic. It could be just when two people get together and that's just what happens. I mean, the genetic code is the genetic code. It's going to do what's going to do. But there's no direct correlation between vaccines and downs. So let me just clarify those two, right? So this vaccine, like we said, it's hustled, it's muscled, it's put through, there's money to be made, there's control to be taken, let's roll with it. But this is what Joe had to say. And the order, and, 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 and that increases the total vaccine order in the United States by 50%, from 400 million order to 600 million. This is enough vaccine to fully vaccinate 300 Americans. Is it past somebody's nap time? Joe, what the hell did you just say? With, uh, I don't know. Uh, you give this guy numbers, and he just loses it. You know, 200 million, it'd be 800,000, and we're going to do like a million something, and then now we're going back to it's 300 people. <sighs> Why do you let that guy talk? He doesn't know what he's talking about. You can see him in the videos. He just squints. Like Walter the Puppet from Jeff Dunham's show. Just squints and stares at it with that same facial expression of I'm upset without blinking and reading a teleprompter. And he can't even read the teleprompter. Joe, you, you got problems, buddy. The CDC, you know, the guys that are in charge of all this, are now saying 
that it is perfectly safe for teachers and students to return to school. Yeah, process that one. Nothing's changed other than it's been 12 months and the orange man's gone. So I guess something changed. The orange man is gone. So now it's totally okay for teachers to go back to school. Oh, by the way, without vaccines. So you don't need to be vaccinated all of a sudden to go back to school and learn and do your job. And of course, unions across the country, Chicago and San Francisco and the like, and I'm sure LA, I haven't heard too much of the local stuff. They're freaking out. No way I'm going back. You're not making me. No, 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 no. Now, my wife, I told you, she's a school teacher. And she does not and will not take that vaccination. And if it gets to a point where they, you do it or else, well, the else is you're going to get a lawsuit. You cannot make somebody take a medication, of a vaccine. You can't do it. It's constitutionally protected. I choose not to. If that means I got to do it from home or we just get over ourselves and just go back to work like normal people, then we go back to work. But see, here's the thing. So many of these teachers, <laughs> you know, just like in any profession, there's good ones. And man, there are a lot of bad ones. And teachers, no exception. You people are some of the most lazy, don't give a rip about a kid kind of people that just, my wife jokes that people become teachers because they can't do anything else because they got a degree and they just can't do anything else. That's what it's like this day and age. That's sad. You got people that aren't qualified to do any of this and they're going to teach your children. It used to be the best of us taught the kids, but not so much anymore, but it's totally okay to go back and live our lives and get the kids back in school and so forth. So you got cities suing the uh, unions and the unions screaming at the cities about how we're going to get back and when we're going to get back and how that's all going to play out. Just go back, put your swimsuit away, put your clothes on, drive your keisters over to the school and do your job because the kids are coming. The kids are sick and tired of doing this from home. A lot of these kids that are in high school and junior high, particularly high school and in college, they are athletically gifted or can play a sport and they want to get out and play. They want to get out and run, and catch, and throw, and hit, and all that stuff. Stop being the ones holding them back. Get off your lazy duffs. I mean, these guys have been collecting paychecks this entire time, and my youngest son has had school teachers that have done hardly anything, and I had to complain to the school. Like, do you guys even know this guy is not on Zoom? He's supposed to be on Zoom every day. He is in a complete semester, not been on Zoom once. That's someone that's making like 60, 70 grand a year. Doing nothing. I want that job, right? Another government gig in Long Beach, California. City council jumps the shark, you know, because federally they're going to, in this COVID bill that I'll talk about next week, $15 an hour minimum wage is coming for the entire country, which I will get into super detail about how that is so stupid. But the city of Long Beach says every grocery worker, because they're vital in the city of Long Beach, needs a $4 an hour raise immediately. Response from Kroger, who owns Ralph's, which is the stores in Long Beach, said, get while you can because we're closing the stores immediately. They're closing two stores in the city of Long Beach because they are not going to play this game. So what does that mean, folks? If you've got less places to buy your groceries, groceries are going to be more expensive and harder to find, aren't they? Nobody ever thinks of the consequences. I just want to be here and get reelected because, again, Santa Claus never loses an election. Never forget. So if we give them somebody else's money, we win because we're politicians and we're great. Except for the people who just lost their jobs. Had a job, had a good job, now you don't have a job. So 
enjoy that. Maybe you can file for unemployment in Nigeria and maybe get some of our money back. But this is just the ripple. This is how this is going to go. We are going to see businesses closing and people becoming unemployed because of this. You don't tell a business how to run it. Let the business run it. And the free market will either lower or raise the salary based on the demand of the people and the quality of the people. That's how this works. It's not like politics and government. We can just go, well, wait a minute. It's not who you know. It's who you fill in the blank. So I'm going to hire that guy or that gal because that person does special favors for me. Pay him a lot of money. It's worth it. doesn't matter if it's taxpayer money. Uh, those people, they, what do they know? Just give them whatever. And the highest paid federal government employee is Dr. Numbnuts Fauci. That guy's making more than everybody. And all he does is go on TV and contradict himself every other week. This guy is the medical Joe Biden. He does, I don't know. Is it nap time? I don't know. Change my mind. The guy is full of crap. This whole thing is crap. We all need to get back to our lives. Pronto. But here's the thing. They won't let us. And we're letting them not let us. Gotta wear the mask. Gotta wear two masks. Now they're talking about the vaccines. No, they're going to send Vice Chair Kamala out to the minority neighborhoods. Don't know what she's going to do exactly, um, except annoy them all. But she's going to go out there and tell them, you all got to take the vaccine. You got to trust the vaccine. Well, gee, Joe, Kamala, why doesn't anybody trust them? Oh, that's right. Because before Trump was removed from office from the election and you took over, but before that, you all said, don't trust the vaccine. Trump's making it. Like, like Trump's making it in a batch in a garage with his moonshine still. My God. So they're telling everybody, don't trust it. But now they're there. You can trust it. Nothing's changed. It's the same vaccine they were making three months ago that they're distributing now. Don't trust then, trust now. Now the people that heard what they heard three months ago, which was, don't trust it. So they don't. And frankly, I wouldn't. And I don't trust it because of them. I don't trust it because of the whole process. It's all a game, and it's all about money, and they don't give a rip about any of us. You guys do know we still have like 40 prisoners down in Gitmo, down in Cuba. The worst of the worst, the baddie of bads. They were going to get the vaccinations before all of you. <laughs> They're going to vaccinate terrorists. That's freaking great. Gets better, though. Did some digging, and you know how much it costs us per year, per person? to be detained in Guantanamo? Gitmo. Are you ready? Again, you better have two hands on the wheel or be sitting down for this one. 10 to 13 million a year. 10 to 13 million dollars a year to have the mastermind of 9-11 taken care of and get his vaccination and sit comfortably in the beaches of Cuba. Remember last week we were talking about private prisons, things like that? I'm thinking, yo, federal government, I can do that for $5 million a year and keep these 40 guys in check. Let me take the contract, and I'll save this country $200 million. There you go. You're welcome. You can spend on whatever you want, but I'm going to do that for you. $10 million a year per person. What the hell are they doing down there? Do we have like Hollywood entertainers coming in, kind of like they would with Bob Hope back in the day when he would go visit the troops? Is that what we're doing? Are Hollywood, is Sean Penn and Madonna, are they going down there and entertaining and being paid quite handsomely for their, for their talent? What is going on? $10 million a year. COVID, 
the greatest overreaction in history. That's what we're doing. Just spending money. This country's going to go bankrupt with this administration. The debt that was out of control, they, you ain't seen nothing yet. It is going to be phenomenal how much money they spend that we don't have. As promised, I told you guys we'd talk about GameStop and what happened last week with the stock market. And here we go. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give you some links to our Instagram and Facebook because I'm going to put up a visual instruction on what basically happened. I'm going to tell you what happened, and then you can go and watch this. It's Ben Shapiro, uh, a very bright man uh, that goes and just on his whiteboard, he goes boom, 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 boom. Here it is. So you can see after what I tell you what happened if you still got any questions. So you can go to Instagram at listen underscore up underscore America underscore. And Facebook, we're LUA Podcast. So check those out. Subscribe. Make sure you like the show, share it, and all that. But we're going to put a video. It's like a nine-minute video of Ben Shapiro on a whiteboard telling you this is what they did. So here's what happened. So last week, if you weren't aware, the stock market had a little freak out. They had a big freak out. Let's put it that way. Hedge fund managers, heads exploded last week. And it was because on another social media platform, I guess you'd call it, it's called Reddit. Don't know what it is. I do now. Didn't know then. I thought it was something like, isn't that where like old ladies, you know, stitch things together and post pictures or whatever. And my family or maybe, no dad, that's Pinterest. Whatever. I'm kind of proud. I don't know what any of that is. But Reddit is some kind of forum. And you can put different topics on there. And then you can participate, watch, and follow these conversations. So there was on Reddit, a group of people, uh, some I do believe were involved in the stock market and others were friends of, and the people are just listening and they came up with a plan to make a crap load of money and screw wall street and the hedge fund managers, right? Just screw them to the wall. Cause this is what these hedge fund guys do. So they're playing the game and what they do is they borrow a stock from a broker. So brokers got these shares of GameStop and they're worth say 50 bucks a share. Now the hedge fund guy says, this is what's going to happen in the next 30 days. That price is going to go down because we believe whatever's going on in the market, the changes, new boss, bad planning, you know, something financially that they've got a ear on says this thing's going in the toilet. Just think of the movie with Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy trading places. They're doing that with concentrated frozen orange juice, okay? That's what's happening right now. So they're borrowing. I don't quite understand how that borrow thing works. Like, hey, just, you know, loan it to you for now and give it back to me in 30 days. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? Just a small taste. Just give me a small taste. And there is a taste at the end of this. Because what they do is they're borrowing this stock at 50 bucks, and they're hoping this thing goes down to like 20. And then they are going to give it back to the broker, and then they're going to buy it, and then the price is going to go up and all that business. So they're manipulating the market on technicalities, but they are. They're playing games, and these people on Reddit knew it. They knew they'd do this all the time, and they're playing games. So they were keeping their eyes open, and they tracked it, and they said, here's the stocks they're screwing around with. Because they can see how many shares bounce back and forth between brokers and, and the uh, hedge funds. So while they're doing this, they return it, and they 
give it back and give them a fee. So the broker may get money and then these guys get the, the stock at like 20 bucks and then right back to 50 or more. But here's the thing. What happened at the moment, these hedge funds borrowed these stocks and it took the price down, right? When do you buy stocks, folks? You buy it when they're low. Reddit and its social group out there went, now, now, do it now. And everybody that was watching this took money. There was, I saw a, a, a clip. There was a, uh, a young black woman. She's probably 35, a single mother, and she has one daughter. And her daughter's like 10. And they decided the daughter had a little bit of money, and the mom was, had like 1000 bucks. So they put like $1,200 together, and they bought GameStop. <laughs> they paid like $22 for it. Well, at the end of the day, it was like 500 it actually, I think, was over 500. It, it fluctuated around for a few days, but everybody on Reddit's like, do not sell, do not sell, hold it. Just because it's way up, just leave it there. Let it hover. Because the plan was to let this thing hover for like 30 days at the four, five, 600 mark. Now, here's the catch. This is why it got shut down by Robinhood, which is the app, the, the Ameritrades. You know, when you see the little things that tell you how to, we can help you, the little person, and making your own stock changes and stuff like that. So here's what happened, right? They froze. They got pressured. Here's the why they got pressured. When everybody was buying this short-sold stock for nothing on what these people borrowed, they still owed money, but they borrowed it. And then the price went up to 500 bucks a share. The broker wanted their money. I'm sorry, but you're, it's, time to, it's time to collect the money, eh? You know what I'm saying, eh? It's time to collect. You want to go outside and think about your knees or something? I'm saying you owe me the freaking money. I want my money now. The hedge funds did not have the capital. Robinhood did not have the capital. So there were billions of dollars that remember in trading places at the end of business day, all debts are paid and cleared. And what happened to the old boys? Boom. They got everything taken from them, strip sold, and they were homeless. That was it. So these guys, why they didn't jump off buildings ugh, is beyond me because they should have. They got played by middle-class America. Brilliant. You know what? Standing ovation. Well done. You screwed Wall Street. Bravo. That was beautiful. So now this money's due. Nobody's got any money. So they froze everything. And everyone say, no, no, it was all on the up and up. We didn't do nothing. The SEC, the Security Exchange Commission, is looking into it. But these are their people. So they ain't going to look hard. They froze it to save their bacon. They could have lost tens of billions of dollars in this. The fact they only lost billions, they should be going, thank God for this, and you know, go to church on Sunday and pray to the Almighty and for forgiveness and everything. But people saying, somebody should go to jail for this. Yeah, the hedge fund managers, the people that shut down these sites. If you wanted to buy GameStop anytime during that day, like I think it was like maybe an hour or two before close when they shut it down. You could have still got in on that, but they shut it down. You couldn't. They, they knew if this word got out, everybody out here listening, everybody out there would have been buying this stuff. And it just drove the price to, you know, $1,000 a share or something stupid. It's all fake, right? I mean, we're sitting there looking at companies like Amazon. For the first like 20 years of that company's existence, they made no profit, but their shares were like running at 100 times earnings, which is absurd. A healthy line is like 15 to 20. These guys are running at 100. That's just fake money out there. There's, there's no backing on that. They're not making any money. That's how they took over everything. They bet on the future that they knew they'd be the one source that the planet would go to. 
And we all do it. I told you, I drop mine. I don't buy anything from Amazon anymore. Screw him. Jeff Bezos is so damn rich now, he's quitting. He, you know, he's going to just manipulate and run. He's the next George Soros. That's what he's going to be. He's just going to take his money and he's going to spend it and manipulating any policy, any government action that he thinks he likes. Screw you all. Thanks for the money. Deuces. But now you got all these middle class people like that, that lovely lady and her daughter. They spent a thousand dollars, and then they, at the end of the day, they had like ten thousand dollars, and it went up even a little more the next day. Now the good news is most of these people have been selling it, especially the small investments. They spent like five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. They sold it. They made a grip. Good for you. Now there's some people out there that are a little more into this, and they've been holding on to it. And I think it's still running at three hundred fifty, four hundred bucks a share, something like that. They're holding the hedge funds hostage because they got to pay that debt. And then when that bill comes due, they'll probably sell because GameStop is just GameStop. It's just someone I think compared it to, it's like a, a blockbuster and a garage sale, um, you know, collecting games from used games and then selling. It's just weird, but okay. Brilliant. So I guess we all should be checking on Reddit, looking into these stock groups to see how we're going to play the game next time. If all these hedge fund guys can play the game and, they, you know, they talk, they're manipulating everything. Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. What about you? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? It's only illegal what they're doing, but they do it and get away with it because you can't, you can't police it. Right? It's just like college recruiting of athletes. You can't police it, but everybody out there is paying somebody's parent, uncle's cousin's third mother, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get their kid to come to that school. It's all the same. <laughs> what happened was the middle class went stone cold Steve Austin and flipped the double bird and said, eat it. And oh man, did those hedge funds eat it. They got ripped. And middle class got a nice chunk of change. So watch the video of Ben Shapiro if you still want a little clarity on it. But that is it, folks. Middle class, GameStop, and a couple other of the stocks out there that they played with. Bravo. Well done. You guys took them to school, and they may, but probably haven't, learned a lesson. That's why you keep your eye on it. I'm thinking about going on Reddit, checking this out, see what's going on. Hope that made sense, because I know these numbers in the stock market, everyone said wants to explode, but I hope that made some sense to you. And again, watch the video, Ben Shapiro, if you need a visual. They did what? So the White House spokesperson, her name is spelled P-S-A-K-I, but I guess we just call her Saki. Peace silent. Saki. Boy, she's a Saki bomb. She's the redhead. She used to work in the Pentagon uh, back in the Obama days, and boy, was she a peach. Very nasty little lady. Well, she's now the spokesperson for Chairman Joe in the White House. And she was been having some difficulties. The media has been, uh, you know, asking questions, looking for some basic answers. I mean, even Fox News, they send uh, that one fellow out there. Uh, I can't remember his name. His dad works there too. But he, uh, he just asked basic questions. He knows he's going to be clowned answers, if any answers at all. But he asked these really silly questions about, so... Chairman Joe said this, but you're saying no, so which is it? And then she can't handle it because of the hypocrisy of this group. Now, remember, they promised transparency. They were going to be very forthcoming on all these issues and topics, not like the evil orange man. All questions 
must be submitted in advance of the press conference. All questions. There's no, hey, I'm sorry, can we follow up on that last thing? I'm sorry, that question wasn't submitted, so we're not going to talk about that. Oh, sorry. Just continue on with your checklist, I guess. So that's how transparent they think it is, is they're going to have the questions, answer them as they see fit, and they'll move on to the next question. And so if you got a question about their answer, forget it. They've moved on. Because what was happening the week before is Saki was being asked questions by everybody on both sides of the aisle, as they say, all the media outlets. And her answers were always the same. Play the clip. I can, I'll circle back if there's more I can share with you. I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back. I'm, I'm happy to circle back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one. That's an excellent question. Oh, such an important question. Uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you. It's an interesting question, but uh, we'll, we'll circle back. I'm happy to circle back, but I'll have to circle back with you on it. It's a good question, but we'll circle back with you on this today. We will certainly circle back with you more directly. So Chairman Joe, we cool with that? Because that was a bunch of nonsense. Come on, man. Transparency, folks. That's what they think that is. You cannot accept that. We as a free people of this moment in this country cannot accept that. No matter what side you're on. You've got a question. They damn well better answer it. You do remember the last four years. Reporters just shredded the White House. Just shredded them. It was gotcha, 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 and they tried, but they barely got away. They, they rarely got away with it because it was a bunch of nonsense. It was political theater by the media, and Trump and his staff had to deal with the crap. But they were honest. They told you you didn't like the answer. That's not their fault. You asked a question, that's the answer. And now, you know, he's Hitler. Da, 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 da. You guys don't even know what Hitler is. You don't even understand the level of evil in that word. You throw it around like it's, well, I'm just having a great day. I'm having a Hitler day. That word used to have a lot of power, a lot of meaning and historical value. So people would never forget, never forget. Now it's just, well, if you're conservative, you're Hitler, you're a domestic terrorist and you're a white supremacist. Shall we address these issues? Only if you submit them in advance and I choose to. Other than that, circle back. Chairman Joe, are you there? Wakey, wakey. Your approval rating just came in, buddy. Quinnipiac ran a poll. It's only been, what, 10 days, 12 days, something like that? You're under 50%. More than half the country thinks you're a tard. Duh. Sleepy Joe. Who didn't see this coming? I'll circle back to you. So there's a... Congresswoman from Inglewood, California, talked about her before. She's lovely human being, so warm and, and loving. Maxine Waters, uh, investigators found that her campaign has been funneling money to family members, and in particular her daughter, uh, because that's what we do, especially in California. Even in the article even said, Oh, Gavin Newsom, Diane Feinstein, Pelosi, they all do the same thing. See, this is what I was telling you last week about how this all works. The scam, the homeless thing, right? All the people in government have family get involved in these homeless charities, funnel the money to them, and it comes back to the government employee that set it up and da 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 So Maxine Waters has funneled since 2003 to her daughter over a million dollars that they know of in 
this last election cycle, so in 2020, she was given over 20 payments through the campaign. Thank you for this sign there. Here's a check, here's a check, here's a check, here's a check. So when you donate to campaigns, especially if you donate to a liberal Democrat politician, all you're doing is feeding them their families and their vacations. Remember, there was a Republican dude down here in California, I think it was Duncan Hunter. He got nailed. He was spending money on his whores while married. And I think he's still married and he did a little time, but, and then Trump gave him the, uh, yeah, you're forgiven. Yeah. I disagree with that, but hey, whatever president can pardon whoever the hell they want. So everybody does it. That's the whole thing. See middle-class that's the game. They play it. We watch it. If we're paying attention and there's nothing, we just sit there and go, well, okay, we're just doing it again. People like Duncan Hunter and Maxine Waters got to go. They've got to go. We cannot tolerate this nonsense anymore. Giving a politician money. Why don't you just cut a check to their wife and say, have dinner on me? Cause that's all you're doing over a million dollars. Thanks, Maxine. So it's last call bartender talk time. So you all know that uh, the bartender has been screaming for since January 6th of her extremely stressful and emotional experience that she shared while at the Capitol building and millions of white Americans stormed the Capitol building. Now we all know that wasn't even close, but we're playing it for effect because that's what the bartender says. And they tried to kill her and threaten her and they brought bombs and they were going to get her. And she heard pounding on the doors and she was scared. And, and now she's let's, the world know, because she hadn't spoken about it to anybody, but she had no problem going on Instagram the other day and telling the world, her parents included, her coworkers, everything, that she was sexually a victim of sexual assault. And that experience was just like the Capitol building, that those two things were as extremely stressful and painful as anything ever could be. Except she wasn't in the Capitol building. Nope. Her office is in what's called the Cannon Building, which is down a little bit. You got these underground tunnels and there's a real long walkway up top, but none of the protesters ever made it that far. Not even like they didn't, they went straight to the House Chamber and Pelosi's office. That's where they went. The pounding on the door, well, apparently that was the Capitol Police going, excuse me, is there anybody inside? It is perhaps necessary we may need to evacuate. That's her trauma. That's it. She wasn't in the building. Like, so she lied about that. She's now a victim of sexual assault. And she says it's just like when she was in the Capitol building, which was a lie. So are you lying about your sexual assault past for attention? Maybe. Is this just more pity me? I'm the victim. Maybe. Now she may, and she may not. I know it's a thing. But here's how people look at this. Everybody cries wolf. There's a whole story about crying wolf that we tell our children. And after so many times, we just lose interest in you because you're full of crap. And if you're going to keep getting caught lying, why should we believe anything you ever say? When you start telling the truth, bartender, good luck, hell may explode. Then maybe, maybe you have some credibility, but you have none. And in your own words, capital, sexual assault, same trauma for you. One didn't happen. So does that mean the other didn't happen by your own standard? I bet it didn't because I've seen you horse face. Ugh, there's not enough alcohol, but that's what the bartender 
is saying. So now trending out there is like AOC lied. Duh. Add lied to any politician on either side. You're pretty much going to get it right. Domestic terrorism. That's what we are. White supremacists. That's what we all are now. The FBI is looking hard at everybody. So much so. This is what's going on. And this hasn't even really made the news, but you can look and you can find the story. If you are a customer of Bank of America and you have accounts there, on their own, the FBI, nobody showed up with warrants at Bank of America down in, I think they're in North Carolina, and said, hey, we need to see records of everybody that spent money while in Washington, D.C. on January 5th, 6th, 7th. We need it all. No, no. B of A just did that on their own. And then gave them a list of people that spent money with no context, just, look, they, were, they spent money at this gas station, or they bought dinner here, or they did this, or did this, did this. Remember, there were millions of people there, and only about 100 or so numbnuts went into the Capitol building. But they gave this information, which I'm pretty sure is against the law, to the FBI. And the FBI has been looking into it. And they're knocking on doors now. And they're making phone calls. And they're checking up on this stuff. And most of it to come to find out is nothing related whatsoever. They weren't even Trump lovers or anything like that. They were just, you know, they either lived there or around there or something went on or they bought a plane ticket to fly into Virginia and they were actually going somewhere else, but they weren't in D.C. That's the information they're giving. If you bank at Bank of America, you should leave. My wife and I banked with them for like 23 years. And for 23 years, we got nothing. We got treated like complete crap. We left. We now bank other places. This is the same bank back in the 90s and early 2000s. It was right around there that they were giving illegal immigrants. Like it was either a two or $300 ATM check. So open account here, here's 300 bucks. Well, the bank doesn't have, that's my money. So customer, they were just giving illegal immigrants 300 bucks. There you go, just take it. Go out there and do what you like. <laughs> Santa Claus never loses. So Bank of Mexico, that's what I call them, is giving out your private information and your financial records to the FBI because they're good citizens. They want to make sure domestic terrorism is dealt with harshly. In the 90s, there was things like Ruby Ridge and the David Koresh thing down in Waco, Texas, things like that. There was the, uh, the kid down in uh, Florida that was a Cuban exile. He came over with his family and all that. And they, were gonna, they just snatched him and took him back. All that stuff, back in the day, we kind of like, this is kind of messed up. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to get so bad that they're going to start this. The FBI is going to come in and start some nonsense and get trigger happy and start shooting. And then people are going to start shooting back and it's going to escalate. This is the unity. Corporate America is selling you all out right now and you don't even know it. So you better pay attention. You better keep your eyes open because if you're not a Chairman Joe loyalist, if you do not accept what CNN tells you every day, if you question anything, you are the enemy of this country. Welcome to the resistance. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America. <laughs>